dealing with a paper cut issue, or it's, it's not a paper cut. I I cut my I cut myself sharpening, honing one of my chef's blades. You do that yourself? I thought successful uh, food world people had somebody like come to their house and sharpen all their knives <laughs> for them. There's supply chain issues right now with that. With human beings. Interesting. I didn't know that the supply chain <laughs> affected To human. clarify for you, yeah, I mean, the, the the sharpening industry took a big hit, of course. I see. But, I see, but I the see. Uh, there's a difference between a sharpening and a honing. The sharpening is where you get like a, oh, okay, a wet okay. stone or a machine and you grind. Yeah. You know, a pro has to do that. And then honing of the blade, that's like where it looks like a little metal stick. And then you run the blade along that. So that just kind of, it's like a little, and instead of getting fillers, it's like getting Botox, if that makes sense for you. Thank you. Finally, you put it into some Hollywood terms us laymen's can understand. And to say, yeah, to save a penny, I'll, I'll buy my... Um, units on the black market and then i'll uh, administer them myself whereas filler is not something that i'm ready to yeah do myself it's a little bit more of an invasive procedure you using the term units uh so loosely <laughs> and accurately makes me makes me think that maybe in your old age that you have at least looked into the botox phenomenon to see if it's right for you well chris i i mean i hate to use a common nomenclature but it do take one to know one. Oh, and you I, also are familiar with the unit measurement of calling it a unit so we've both got blood in our hands i have not gone under the knife or the needle just yet but as my brand ambassador campaign continues to rise i'm sure that some of these brands are going to start Asking around, you know, we can't flat out tell me to get Botox or fillers, but yeah, they'll dance around the issue. They can encourage, yeah. You know, unfortunately, I'm going under the needle today, Jason. <laughs> oh, yeah, boosty. Well, since I saw that uh, President Donald Trump had gotten his booster, <laughs> I decided that, that it's time for me to get mine as well. And, and you know, he got booed when he announced that at a at some sort of speaking engagement. So um, <laughs> hopefully my fate will be a little better than his. But he really got booed by who? His his uh, his fellow constituents? Uh, yeah, his own people booed him because they're like, damn, Donald Trump's a sellout bitch for getting this 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 booster. It don't work. Mm -hmm. That's some liberal, you know, mumbo jumbo. It must have killed him to have to get boosted, huh? Can you imagine him getting? Can you imagine what he's saying to the to the nurse who's administering his booster <laughs> in in private? Like he pinches her butt and then complains the whole time <laughs> as he's get, as he's getting a as while he's getting, while he's playing grab ass. He's using words like mumbo jumbo over and over <laughs> exactly, again. Exactly. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. But also, who do you think he really got a booster from? Like he definitely doesn't just like go wait in line at Dwayne Reed or something. No, like all all you know celebrities uh he's got a private doctor you know so for when you od you know they can administer the narcan mm -hmm. in, in the in private yeah because i don't want to i don't want to trouble the tabloids with my exhaustion that sometimes comes around. well the the real thing yeah the real thing with donald trump and his lyme's disease is that i think that he um I think the reason he has a private doctor is so that his his weight will never be revealed. I think that's what <laughs> I think. I think he's paying. I think he's paying an, an, an uh, exorbitant amount of money to have a private doctor who's under a strict NDA so that they can't reveal okay. his his numerous health problems because they they have to be into the tens of hundreds. I mean, you know, ten, tens of thousands. So when he when he goes in for his annual triple bypass, <laughs> he'll be like, all right. All right, Donnie, let's get you up on the scale, get your vitals. And he's like, Ugh. we can do the height, but less of the <laughs> yeah, weight. Let's do the height. That's possible. Well, I mean, the triple bypass yearly is probably, I mean, when you eat McDonald's every day, you know, I think he's on his uh -huh. R. Kelly McDonald's diet, you know, where you're just really, that's kind of <laughs> what you eat. You know what I mean? That's kind of a CEO mindset, you know? It is you CEO grind think set. about what you're going to have every day. Exactly. That's like get, me and my more work done. Me and my go macros. You know what I mean? Go macros is my mcdonald's yeah go big macro is is what donald does though yes donald Don, so donnie is also i mean i think he probably i mean you know he had the you know when you live at the white house you have a private chef a whole team to feed you and i guarantee you he would have them plate his fast food you, you know he, he gets out the oh yeah he gets out the nixon era china to to have his chicken strips on you know, and, and, and <laughs> instead of eating them out of the peasant box. Okay. Yeah. The only piece of kitchen equipment being used in the White House galley 
is just a, a little bit of a like maybe a Breville panini press just to warm through his McDonald's fries. May, maybe. Maybe a microwave. May, oh, definitely. He's a microwave cuisine kind of guy is, <laughs> is what I would guess. When you're, I mean, it's faster. It's better. It's faster. It's better. Um, that's no, that's a, that's definitely that's definitely what it is. But yeah, so I have to go under the needle today. You know, hopefully I don't die, Jason. You know, it's another scary medical procedure to fight off this uh, yeah. COVID nineteen variant that's just raging across America and has everyone in a tizzy. So you said you said hope I don't die. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, um, I guess survival rate <clears throat> of Joe Biden's booster was at fifty percent. It's not looking good for someone like me with a lot of risks. You know <laughs> what I mean? But I have to do this for my fellow man to protect them as well as myself. But you know, I, I just as the as the Omnicon Cron variant, you know, rages through through New York, I have to ask, why does everyone love sharing that they have it? I don't really understand. I don't like it, it it's it's um it's a talking point now. I don't know if we need that necessarily. Well, it's I think it's always been a talking point, but the first wave of of COVID pre Omnicon it was considered maybe embarrassing or shameful to say, yeah, I have COVID because it mm. showed uh, an air of irresponsibility, unhealthiness, you know, lack of concern for others, whatever. But now that it's weird that you don't have it, mm -hmm. then, you know, the floodgates are open, the tables are turned and it's and you're able to kind of have more of an open dialogue about this because everyone is sort of in the mindset that, it's much more inevitable that we're going to get it. Yeah, but unfortunately, I think it's turned into like a cool thing. Like, yeah, I got it too. Like, I got it during the media wave. <laughs> I was at the right party to get COVID. Well, choose choose your words wisely, Chris, because there's a chance that you will get it. And then I don't want you to be, you know, I don't want you to do this. Oh, I mean... I'll definitely get it, but I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be posting selfies <laughs> yeah, uh, in my, you know, like that, that's, that's all. I mean, I guess people think it's for the greater good. I obviously don't care about the greater good. So maybe that's kind of where I'm, where it's not, the dot, dots aren't connected. Diseases and ailments and, and disorders and syndromes, those nowadays can be sort of a, a bonding community experience you know like the the hiv positive world is a whole flourishing world of of people who are in an exclusive club yeah, that's actually a real that's like a that's a real issue that's not uh, something that fauci <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a fake that's the it's difference. not a fake disease that is a good yeah point. exactly well exactly. it's that's not a fake disease major it was it was created by the government just like omnicon and complex well, con and every other con but i yeah the, the government i mean the, the bottom line is blame the government for everything we do you know if you have covid i mean i hope you at least lose weight except the irs those guys rock uh, keep fucking with we you love all. keep supporting <laughs> yeah, we, those we, guys we, not a bad word can be said about them i know we got a lot of irs employees listening to this podcast we just want to give a big shot happy holidays to you guys whether you have, a, have a big heart this april when you come around tj's <laughs> when you come around tj's file <laughs> we love you to open your heart and mind when you see tj's file a lot of that income is is you know it's it's um I, he needs to hold on to as much of it as he can you know <laughs> yeah. so if you if you could just if you could just kind of respect that when you're kind of going through his file and and I'm sure he spelled some stuff wrong or maybe filled out the forms wrong, but let's not penalize him for that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let's not penalize him. Yeah, for that, that was not know? because I'm trying to, quote, buy more time or whatever until I have some <laughs> of my other revenue streams that are going to come through or whatever. You have no lack of revenue streams, and that's something I really like about you. Um, and even though those amounts are small, it's nice to diversify. I agree. And I, I was having the same convo uh, with, with Bay when we were on our morning walk about you know, now that now that I'm an influencer and she's like, you're not an influencer, you're a personality. And I was like, OK, she's she's because she's in denial that she's about to walk down the aisle with a 41 year old male influencer. And it's it's <laughs> do something not make that, I, that do not make that <laughs> rhyme. OK, I, I I'm sorry I have bars, but this is an inspiring topic for me. And tell her that if she needs to talk about it, I'm happy to support her through this difficult time. Well, her logic is, hey, you're not an influencer because influencing whatever you know quote unquote whatever you want to call it is is a side project side gig for me it's not my sole income 
I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's creeping. That, I was not. I was not saying that sentence because I wanted you to weigh in on your opinions on the matter. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. Well, unfortunately, that's not how this works. So, <laughs> I'm. I'm. An, I, I guess we I, are I, recording this, but but it, it, it had me. <laughs> It, it it got it got TJ thinking. Oh, you know what? I, I feel bad. <laughs> I know that's never a great sign. But steam steam coming out of TJ's ears on the dog walk. This is dangerous. But so. obviously, influencing is is a great part of my annual income now. Thanks to I don't even know what you can thank you can thank me on air if you want, or you can just text me later. Either way, thanks to Chris. The check keep calling and I keep answering. <laughs> but ring ring. Well, you know, for people like uh, luckily if if no, you know, if Hendrix Gin or Laird Superfood Organic Turmeric Creamer stop emailing me next year, I'll be able to, you know, feed my family mm-hmm. and you know, pay my light bill and shit. But for many influencer friends of ours, what you know, it's like being a supermodel or something like that. You got you know about four good years of caking. Do not. And then not, what's what's not, our exit strategy? What's our plan B? What's our? You have to. I have to have a trade. Do not compare influencers to supermodels because that is giving them too much credit. Um, I think you no, have only to, only in terms of life expectancy of your career, not in terms of glitz and glamour and accolade. I can tell you that you have to start a CBD or marijuana brand. That's the only thing that you can do. Okay. Maybe you could. Maybe you could have a a a clothing brand as well. I do. Gone by how long? Gone. Most importantly, you need to have. Fam- family money to fall back on and that is something that i think my, my family is poor as fuck bro i'm I, fucked I, you're you're basically fucked i'm the r kelly of my family i have to feed the, <laughs> the, the whole streets you got everybody buy- eating off big unk tj <laughs> you got a big unk tj that doesn't have a tab at mcdonald's and this he- is the first and for the first time in my life this is why i've been the r kelly of my family it's usually for different reasons every year <laughs> Because you know TJ gets a piss in, right? You know, uh, you know uh, big big unk TJ pissing all over the streets as he hands out those McDonald's uh, <laughs> whoppers for the for the holidays. Uh, we do have a guest today. Um, we're talking to the the legendary indie outfit uh, real estate, um, particularly Martin Courtney, uh, the the lead vocalist, uh, singer, and songwriter. Martine. Uh, they're one of those bands that's. Um, from New Jersey, but really, I think they're from Brooklyn. We can talk about it, but but Martin, mm-hmm. what's fucked up about Martin, or not fucked up, just crazy? This motherfucker has three kids, bro. And are these doggos or puppers? These human kids? No, no, these are real children. These are he has three children, and he tours and puts out music at a pretty reasonable clip. You know what I mean? The fuck? I know it's crazy, but this this um, you know, I mean, they put out a new record like I think this year. Yeah, you? I think it was like March or April. Yeah, yeah, called Half a Human. Um, and it's good. Good. All their records are good. I've I've listened to this band since the the inception, so I'm excited to talk to him about real estate. Is some CB shit. It is some CB shit. How many times it was played on the OC? Uh, how many times it was played on Lena Dunham's Girls? Mm-hmm. Um, how many Telecasters he has? Did he have to sell any amps when he had kids? There's a lot of stuff we can get into. <laughs> a lot of fat to chew on on this episode. All right, let's give Martin from Real Estate a zoomie. Bro, Martin, Martin, your your room sounds much more tr- treated for audio than Chris's <laughs> dorm room scenario. Nary a rug, nary a nary a couch in the room. What 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 do you got going on over there? I see many a guitar. We got some Jags. We got some Strats on the wall. How's this room treated? The room is uh, well. There's a carpet. Uh, there we go. <laughs> First and foremost, we got carpet on the we ground. Straight so up, we kinda- got carpet. Carpet's big for the audiophile community, right? Yeah, you know, we got the SM7B up in here. So Ooh. I see your little, I see your little Ooh. microphone, Martin, and that's cool or whatever. Uh, but you know, I, I'm more of a traditional <laughs> guy. I'm an SM57 guy. You ever heard of Buddy Holly? Some of those, you know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, w- <laughs> Did, was that around? Did they have fifty sevens back in the day? I don't even know. I actually don't know either. Um, it just seems like something that is, uh, a, a gentleman like Buddy Holly would have used. You know what I mean for the aesthetic purposes? Only. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Oh yeah. No, he had that like uh, the the like Elvis mic that people use now. That is like you know what I mean. I use that kind of uh, when I'm really when I really can't get a take. <laughs> it's the end of the day, and and Rick is really pushing me. 
Um, sometimes he'll bring out mm. <laughs> the Elvis mic to kind of get what he's looking for out of me. Yeah, um, it's a vibe. He, talk, he talks about my parents dying and stuff, and then that mic drops <laughs> down, and I just give him the take that he needs. He, oh yeah, we always keep it live, but it's not, it's not out, it's not out, but it's always live. Always ready live. To go, always pull live. it up on the on the SSL. So where are you where are you coming in from, Jersey or Brooklyn? I I live in uh, Beacon, New York. So I live I live uh, outside of the city, about an hour and a half north in the hudson valley you abandoned you abandoned the borough that birthed you is that what you do is that what you're saying (laughs) damn bro yeah uh my both my true roots which would be new jersey and my like internet uh according to the internet roots (laughs) (laughs) which would be like williamsburg or something bushwick or whatever um no i live in i live in uh yeah i live in the hudson valley okay no that's so beacon now i mean it's a beautiful place obviously we don't know that well i've been there before jason and i've okay. you, the the big appeal to of beacon for a real city guy like me is you can take the train there that's right D- what did you do here did you go to the dia oh i've done all that but i used to go up there and just hang out i kind of liked it for a couple days rent a house you know what i mean go to the cool restaurants there because it's, it's chris chris used to be a pill head so that's a good spot <laughs> yeah, to right. pop up when the city's dry <laughs> right right yeah no it's it's more of a good place to melt into the couch there's no noise you know what i mean so it's very easy to be high uh but no i i, I think that but beacon you know it's, it feels like one of those places where it was nothing, and then the tasteful New York gay community took over the main drag, and now it's a high-end antique market. Is that wrong? More or less. I mean, <laughs> it's like, I think about, well, what, the museum opened like 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and before that, it was it was pretty uh, it was pretty bleak, I think. Just a two-horse town. It was a two-horse town. It was like, it was like literally the main drag was like people were living in the storefronts like you know i mean like there was not actual mm-hmm. and uh yeah i don't know it's different now i've been here like six years oh you've been there oh so you you jumped ship a long time ago yeah because i you know when i was reading about you i was like D- this guy's got three fucking kids which is wild <laughs> stuff bro i see i uh, that's cool that you know that uh because i was sometimes <laughs> i i like drop that into a conversation and people are just like it's a it's a fun thing to get the reaction from people. Uh, <laughs> well, you you said people are just like, and then you stopped. What are the people just like? They're like, you have three fucking kids. What uh, do they do? They say the word D A F U K, bro. <laughs> Is you for real? Is you yeah. serious, bro? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll get into that. So so I, w- I want to put a pin in that really quick and get back into the real estate in the literal sense, not the musical sense. Six years ago, you got in. Yeah. You know, let's talk about where we're at, our buy-in price, and what we're what what the, what the market value is right now. I want to see. I want to. I want to talk about gains. We're a money-forward podcast, so we kind of want to yeah. get into your wallet, digital and physical. Transparency is key, Martin. Listen, it's it's been all right. Uh, no, we, I, we we bought this place. We bought this place like four years ago. I think it's like probably doubled in value, which is cool. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. my neighbor across the street just sold her house. Well, now it's somebody else's house. And um, <laughs> it blew my mind. I, it, I was shocked. And so then you're like, oh, my God, like, let's get out of here. But then where do you go? Because mm. all the other houses, you know, it's all, it's all blown up, this whole area. But I think that's kind of a, you know, like out in California, the same thing is happening. Yeah, I had a, we, we had a lot of friends we knew who like sold houses. They were like, yeah, I got to sell the house and make all this money. And they're like, but I can't find another yeah. house. So I don't know where I'm going to live. Mm-hmm. I have kids in school and stuff. You know, I mean, it's like, well, we could just like, I mean, the dream is like, I want to go buy like a farm or something, like move like hours north of here. Man, what happened to you, bro? Did did, did Brooklyn <laughs> did Brooklyn just turn you out? Was it just too much? Yeah, I th- you know, I don't know if I was ever cut out for it to be honest. <laughs> um, no, no, I mean, no, I was there. It was, it was already over. Like sure. I moved there in like 2011 or something. I was, I lived in Williamsburg. Yeah, you know, I lived on Barry and North Eighth. So okay, the, look, the, the wave had already crashed and flooded. Oh yeah, it was. Um, no, I was there for like the J Crew, you know, <laughs> opening up. I think. <laughs> I think Whole Foods opened like, you know, a couple months so after. So it sounds like you were out. there like, for the good part, it. in my opinion. I don't know. Whole Foods is pretty convenient <laughs> yeah. to me, Martin. I don't, <laughs> yeah. And I, now I've moved I've moved to a Whole Foods less zone. You know, you gotta drive forty five minutes to Connecticut to go to the Whole Foods. Oh you have oh. to you have yeah. to 
go out of state to buy groceries at Whole Foods. Well, if you want to get the Whole Foods uh, groceries, but you know we've got like nice, like you know we've got like farm stand. So then you have to go to a, like a little local barn provision shop or they have like a little like regional supermarket vibe there's like yes the regional supermarket vibe which is it's yeah no it's great i actually love it uh because it's like well Mm -hmm. it's good it's got you know local stuff (laughs) good (laughs) adams ferryker farm shout out adams you seem like a big csa guy to me so i'm surprised that you would be patronizing this local market (laughs) you you can't you can't rely on csa a hundred percent you know you can only eat beats breakfast lunch and dinner for so long before martin's gonna want a nice little you know mac and cheese or something like that something for the kids you know it's for the kids yeah no i'm still from new jersey i don't i've never done the csa like the- hell yeah damn you t- you t- that me neither that seems like a lot of work to me it also seems like it's have you ever done that i mean jason's a big a big cook um and he loves local produce that's kind of he, oh yeah. you know that's his thing but you've never it's also I feel like the CSA thing's not as popular in California as it is on the East Coast. Well, they got to put that produce somewhere. Like, you know, I mean like there's a, there's a lot of farms around here. It's a good point. I mean, I guess there's a lot of farms in California too though, so that doesn't really make sense, especially cuz it seems like people would be down. I, I think just in California, like we don't even know what CSA stands for. I don't think and I do either. Ma- there there are obviously CSA programs, but they kind of feel predatory here in California for some reason, like it's a pyramid scheme type of thing that you get signed up for against your will and then and then like all the produce is like stinky and ugly looking right and then you're like okay i'm just gonna go to whole foods this is fucking stupid yeah plus we all got cars so we just go drive and get produce whenever we want it we don't need we don't need the convenience of it prerequisite you know to be picked up from your local ymca or yeah, something gotta have the car yeah. oh yeah you got a pickup truck out there since you're such a farm boy no i don't have a truck i i want a truck uh i have <laughs> maybe, maybe santa claus bring one yeah. this year martin <laughs> Listen, you know, among other, among basically everything else that has gone up in price, the the used car market has, mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm like Bro. I'm big on the Craigslist just just for fun, you know, looking at like sure trucks and old old beamers and stuff. So you put the kid, okay. you put the kids to bed, you pour yourself a frosty IPA, and you just start fucking <laughs> earmarking some cars. Oh the, my god, the earmarking some cars on bring a trailer. Yes, daddy gonna window shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, especially early. It's true. Yeah. Oh yeah, my uh, my life partner does that a lot more so on you know Redfin or luxury retailer websites, uh-huh, <laughs> and uh-huh. I, I'm more into you know see what the Tacoma resale market is looking like kind of vibe. You and I, and it's crazy now. Like a, a 2004 Toyota Tacoma costs more than a Rolls Royce Phantom off the lot. That's just the resale market for <laughs> trucks true, is fucking man. crazy right now. People want people want those trucks, man. I don't know why. It's because it's a utility vehicle and then when those uh when the damn immigrants come, we need something to, you know, <laughs> drive over all those all those mountains it's a, and hills it's, and no, streams. It's a it's a back to the land fantasy is what I think. I think that a lot yeah. of people buy a truck as a fantasy to make them feel like they're they're doing more like manual labor type look shit cool. than they are. You look cool in a truck. When the only time you're going to use it is when you buy like a mid-century desk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And you have to go pick it up from like the Instagram store guy's house. <laughs> I spent I spent like a few days recording in LA over the summer and I rented a car and uh mm-hmm. they're like showing me to my car and they're like, "Well, you could have this truck and it was like a like a sick like gray Tacoma." I was like, "I'll take the Tacoma, of course." And I'm like mm-hmm. driving around LA for 5 days in my Tacoma. And I fit right in. You got to have the Tacoma. I could never drive a truck. It would feel, I would feel like I was living a lie because I'm not really a guy who likes to lift a finger. Right. You know what I mean? I drive a, I drive a van. Yeah, I drive a minivan, right? But it's, okay, so that, that kind of fits. Honda Odyssey? In, Honda no, Odyssey? So, what do you got? It's, no, it's a, it's a Ford Transit Connect, which is like <laughs> the utility version of a minivan. Have, do you, can you picture? It's, it's yeah, basically like yeah, a miniature I know, oh, I know what Sprinter. you're talking about. I thought real estate was more of a bus act, but I guess is that no. is, am I wrong? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Listen, we were we okay, so we put a record out like two weeks before lockdown and we we were all we were we were about to go on tour. There were buses 
you know, lined up. We had, you know, it was it was all coming together. He said, but he said buses. Yeah, that's Jason. plural. That he, that's plural. I think, but I think Martin's implying that he has his own, and the band has <laughs> to <laughs> share <laughs> theirs. Is what, is what this is how you make it work. Um, I can't, I can't spend <laughs> hey, all day with those other guys. I'm too old for this shit. Um, <laughs> They're always fucking up your PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but yeah, we just we just went on tour for the first time, you know, in two years, and uh, no, we were definitely back in the sprinter. For sure, but but you know, real a real sprinter at least. You know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that? But now, do you guys have? Do you guys do the thing where you have? Does do you make the tour manager drive all the time? Oh yeah, is that part <laughs> of? Okay, oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, I wanted to make sure that was part of. Does his, the dog have fleas? <laughs> I wanted to make sure that was part of his duties because if I'm going, if I'm going into a sprinter because of the the pandemic and we want to make a little more money because we've been off for a couple of years. I think the way to spend that cash is on someone who drives all the time, so you never have to touch the wheel. Yeah, well, our yeah, our guy, our guy rules. But so he's, you know, there's like the token, like, hey man, like we're driving eight hours today, like I'll take a shift, and, and you know, and he's like, cool, thanks, and then he just does it. Yeah, mm. the formality, yeah, the a, formality. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but he's no, we don't. I don't okay, know. and also I don't know, how, I don't know how much you guys are living the, a rock star lifestyle, but when you have that driver, then. You know, you can pass the time on those eight-hour trips, you know, by yeah. getting really high on drugs or something like that. Consuming know? the, like, 14 bottles of tequila that we've accumulated, <laughs> you know, like, half full because they gave you a bottle every night and they're just rattling around. Uh-huh. So you got to get rid of some of them. We did that. We we went on tour and Jason, um, I don't drink, but Jason does. And it was interesting because those bottles never seemed to make it because he would finish them every <laughs> night. So I, I, I didn't, we didn't really suffer from that. Well, I have a reason for that, Chris. We're, 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 we were not traveling by sprinter. So we're, we, we had to be on the airplane the next mm. day. I'm not going to. Oh, true. I'm not going to. I can't bring a bottle of Tito's on my Delta flight. It's an insult to the venue to leave it behind. You know, they went, they went out of their way to get that for you. I'm sorry about my pod has, podcast co host. He doesn't, he's not used to the tour yeah. life the way Some we of are. those fucking venues I want to disrespect. You know what I mean? Oh that's, the, that's the thing. I'm I'm all good, bro. You put us in a fucking yeah. Fuck Shubas, right? <laughs> yeah, they put it. You know, we were in this venue in Denver. They put us in a motherfucking the the the, the green room was like a of of trailer. Uh-huh. It was a converted airstream. Oh well, but it was, wasn't. It was, no, it was kitschy and yeah, fun. The, well, but I don't yeah. think it was a real airstream. First of all, I think it was a budget. It was an off. It was a it was a Costco airstream. It was a it's Costco airstream. Yeah, it may have had a wood burning stove. Well, that's kind of you, you know, know just to keep you warm. That's nice. For Jason and I, it's fine because there's two guys but you got how many guys are in the band five you got five guys yeah well four four guys and a gal yeah mm-hmm. that's too much that's too many but you couldn't even fit in there comfortably no like i mean i, I guess that's why you're playing theaters <laughs> <laughs> again yeah yeah when when we're complaining about how our green room is a converted uh airstream trailer that is a reflection on us and the venue of uh, the size venue that we are playing dude it's rough it's rough out there man it's we again it's been we're we're living in a post-pandemic world, man. It was it was or current pandemic world. No, we mm-hmm. we were going to be playing some nice uh, theaters. Things have changed, man. <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> we were definitely in those closets uh, last month for sure. It is a little because we've we've been on one tour for this podcast, which is sort of like is this what you like? Have you toured before? Is this like a a new thing for you guys? Well, Chris Chris has toured um, before a little bit because he used to be in 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 music management, so he was never like pl- performing at the shows, but he was a part of right EXO tour life, mm-hmm. you know, more behind the scenes, and then. I used to be a flourishing middling EDM artist, so I did a lot of touring <laughs> as a DJ. That's chill. Which is much better than touring as a band. I got to skip the the van life and go straight to, you know, get picked up at the airport and go to hotel vibe. Dude, it's it was it just you? Did you have like a TM or something? No, nah, I was just... never I was never big enough to get a TM, but also for a DJ, the TM's job is literally just like put USB stick in CDJ yeah. and then kick out thought from hotel room the next morning there's there's not much work to be done <laughs> it's an easier job it's you know? uh mm-hmm. it's advancing those shows man that's that's the real because we we like we went we were like we were for too long we, we didn't even have a manager for like the first mm, four years mm-hmm. or more of this band because we were just like I don't know. Thought it was we were like DIY or something. We thought we were. I ain't giving somebody a cut. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. There's not much of a cut to give. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but then, yeah, no. The whole thing was like when you tour by yourself, or at least for us, 
it was like that that was the biggest pain in the ass was like calling calling the venues and dealing yeah. with the promoters and all that stuff so yeah it's nice not have not to have to do yeah it. i had to advance the shows luckily you know i had a system i had a template but yeah every time it's just like here's all the info do this 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 and this right and then they're like can we hop on a call <laughs> and they're like so i see you need two microphones on the rider is that correct i'm like yep that's why I put that's it on the rider. Like, yeah, that's why. Okay, there, good to Chief? know. What do you need two mics for? You guys like drinking water? Yeah. Okay, we'll <laughs> put some water in your room. Like, okay, we're done here. Right. It's just, but you know, it's the time spent. It's worth the whatever percent. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, totally, totally. Trust me, I'm I'm never gonna go back if we ever get to tour again. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, uh, Jason, we'll be we'll be playing some of those real estate size venues in 2022. Yeah, I'm not is. worried about that. I'm not worried about that. If you guys need an opening act, I don't know if you're if you're um. Your fans like humor or not, but let us know. Yeah, St. Vincent had a comedian open on her tour. Or, you know, also, if you need to open for a podcast, you know, we're, <laughs> we're also around Listen, for that. that's a, you guys are on the you guys are on the come up. We're like, you know, I've been doing this for 12 years. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you've been doing it, too. You, yeah, you've been you've been in the game a long time. You've been in the game for a while. Uh, no, we, right before the that was the other, you know, discussion that was happening pre pandemic was like, <laughs> Let's find some podcasts to you know to team up with uh, to tour with, straight up to tour with. We were on a we were on a conference call. Guys, we need to find some podcasts. This was our this was this our like our manager our former manager's uh, big idea was like that's why he's the former manager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to let, we had to let him go. He brought this idea to the table, and we just knew it wasn't a good fit. Yeah. Well, but yet here you are doing a motherfucking podcast. But we you are. know, we're not just any old podcast, Martin. You know that, right? Oh, I know. I've been. I'm well aware. Have you ever listened to this podcast, Martin? I have. I have. You know, I suck on that, Mark Marin. Continue. I, ju- <laughs> I jumped. You know, I jumped in. I, I scoped the Morby. Okay, Morby's a, a friend of mine. What a good episode! Lo- what a, that fucking guy is so sweet, isn't he? He's a good dude. Yeah, we we mm-hmm. we toured with uh, his. His old band, uh, Woods, a bunch. Um, mm-hmm. We like went to Japan with them and stuff. So, yeah, he's an old friend. Cool. Good dude. I was texting with Morby just yesterday. I went to the show in New York. I was in New York when him and Hamilton came. And um, I had a great time. And, and <clears throat> the crowd was very interesting. Where did they play? They played at Webster Hall. Okay. And it was fucking packed. Yeah. It was like a, it was a, it was a good show. But I just hadn't... I guess this used to happen to me sometimes where I would really like an artist and I would go to the show and be like, oh, the the crowd is uh, exactly what I expected. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like right on the fucking money, mm-hmm. which I, f- I feel like that means that you're doing a good job. I feel like that means you're playing the right cities on the right nights at the right venues. You have a strong brand identity. Oh, yeah. You have a strong brand identity because it used to always upset me. And, and I hate to talk about, you know, Ryan Adams, my fallen soldier. <laughs> but, you know, when I would go when I would go see Ryan Adams alone because no one would go with me, mm-hmm. the crowd would be like these weird kind of like suburban beer deadheadish type people and i think in my mind i'm like no his fans are cool and then i would go to the show and be like his fans are not cool i don't want to be associated right with this. and that yeah you that's know? that brings you down a bit well I'll, i went he's been around for a while though right so i feel like if you're around mm-hmm. long enough the brand gets diluted yes, I, yes you know yeah, yeah, right yeah. like <laughs> yeah i'm 39 years old my brand is diluted now it was much cooler when i was 25 i saw yola tango uh do like a Hanukkah show last or recently, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't they don't they do like that annually in Jersey or something? Yes. Like that? Okay. Well, they did it for years in Hoboken, and I yeah. So I e- even during Omnicron, you decided to go. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, fin- <laughs> finish your story, please. Finish your story. No, it's just the same thing where you're like the crowd was a little disappointing. You know, you're like, <laughs> you're like what is going on here? Okay, so Chris was hoping to find some more hotties at Ryan Adams' show. Was that the same vibe for you, or what were you hoping to see? Yeah, the vibe was like uh i don't know what the vibe was it was i mean i gotta say like a, a ryan adams show or a yola tenga show i am one billion percent only expecting to see 45 year old fat dads who really like beer and like bought david chang's book well the be- the, the love of beer would have been like a for sure like a the ipa crowd is in the house for sure <laughs> Yo, IPA crowds definitely in the house, but they're in every. They're like they're in the real estate, you know. Sure. House Martin well. takes the stage. Uh, he says, "I just want to give a big shout out to the IPA crowd for buying tickets tonight. Love to see you yeah. guys here in Denver. Make some noise if the APV is above seven point nine percent. Make some fucking noise." <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh that's my God. The, we're, that's a freebie. Yeah, I ever thought about this, but like that that must be an issue for like you know bars. Like it's like the more you want to sell fewer IPAs because it's like <laughs> the folks you don't need as many. Sure, of them, you know? sure. Like you could eat drinking like an eight eight percent. Yeah, but you know, so you're so you're saying it's like the the adios motherfucker or the Long Island iced tea of ales and lagers. Yeah, you, you, you're it's a one and done. Right. You want somebody to be ordering 12 Tito's right. and sodas systematically throughout the night. Yeah, I get that. Right. So are you happy with the real estate crowd or, or <laughs> do you think it could improve in some areas? You know, it's it's been interesting from the from the beginning, like because when we first started uh, playing gigs, it was like, well, maybe not right when we first started, because when we first started, it was like. Just the people you would expect. So you, you guys didn't have an the, audience just quite yet. Yeah, nobody was <laughs> yeah, there. No, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. nobody to call fat or ugly because there was nobody there. There was nobody <laughs> there. But then it was like, <laughs> no, it's like it, it was like all of a sudden you would see, you know, obviously like twenty, you know, mostly people in their twenties or college kids or something. But then mm-hmm. there'd be like the aging like record store, like record nerds, <laughs> and like the WFMU yeah. people. Like the you know the like whatever like the people that probably saw Yola Tango in the eighties or something or like really sure sure feelies or something so like mm-hmm. I was very I was like very proud of that as like a twenty four year old kid in a band I was like oh we got like the nerds coming out to our shows we got the high fidelity looking bros here exactly like the dudes that were yes worked at the record stores in the nineties I'm into I'm into Japanese experimental music and Sade right. at the same time <laughs> right. and like deep bro and you know indie rock or something um mm-hmm. but then uh elliot smith tattoo <laughs> my god um uh, it's a different pod isn't it the, well um but then now it's the same it's still the, it's still the same it's like we i i'm actually now i'm like psyched that we still get like co- like you know college kids coming out and like because it's like we just played shows that are you know we did like 10 year anniversary you know gigs for like this record that came out 10 years ago um and it's like kids that were like, "Oh, you were my favorite band in middle school," or whatever. Like you're my oh. first like indie rock band, you know. Which is like, well, I mean, I, you gotta love that. Uh, it's cool, but doesn't I mean it's it's it feels like bittersweet because you're like, "Damn, bro, I feel old." But it's also I like, am wow. old, though. Like you know, like <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> I mean, obviously we're old, but we don't love a reminder of it like that. Oh, where yeah. it kind of like knocks exactly. you on your dick a little bit, but also at the same time. You're like, wow! You were listening to real estate in middle yeah, like, school. You're like cool. you probably turned out yeah. to be a pretty cool kid yeah. <laughs> in middle school. I was listening to fucking you know Alice in Chains or something. Yes, which is also cool. But you Alice know, Alice in I Chains mean. is probably cooler now. You're right. You're right. Than we are. You got a little. You got a little Alice look to you right now. I'm oh, not gonna. Sick. I'm not gonna front. Mark. Um, that's cool. I like that. Uh, <laughs> Take that as a compliment. Um, not the one who died. One who alive. Okay. Mm-hmm. I okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I honestly have no idea who the fuck you're referring to, but uh, I, I mean, I know the so band. It's all good. I, I, yeah, I, luckily, I was pretty young when we started this band, so you got to hit puberty with your fans. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You guys did went through that together, Cycle Sisters. <laughs> uh, we um, on this podcast, when we have musicians on, we like to talk about um, the sync game, the sync game, because usually that's how you buy the house in Beacon. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. As the as the and, and just so I'm clear, you are the majority songwriter in this band, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay, that's like I like that. So yeah, so we're talking majority you know, stakeholder. You mean exactly? He's a, if we were a tech company, you'd be a majority stakeholder. So mm-hmm. uh, let's talk, baby. What what are we doing? What what target commercial have you cashed out on? Uh, you know, I <laughs> I mean, we you know we've we've done some stuff. It's like, no, I mean, honestly, like <laughs> it's it's been a point of it's been a sore spot for years because it's like I uh, you know we like to blame. I'm going to uh, get controversial controversial here and just say that, you know, we're going to just go out and blame the publishing company uh, mm-hmm. for that. <laughs> sure, sure, of because, course. Because um, that's not controversial. That's a cool thing to do. Blame anyone but yourself. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, in my mind, it makes no sense. You know, we're but no, we've we've had a few things here and there. It's like some Netflix show wants our, you know, something that I've never heard of wants our, you know, a song for like $3,000 a side or whatever. And you're like, cool like i have no qualms you know sinking our shit with anything yeah i don't know it's we don't get we don't we don't do morbi numbers let me just 
That's surpri- I'm that. surprised. I'm actually surprised though because I feel so like so you've you guys- made three thousand dollars in sinks real estate. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? No, <laughs> no, it's been more than that. I mean, you know, like <laughs> my whole thing is like I want to. Well, you know, I mean, I want to like sync music, but what I really want to do is like score shit. I want to mm. like score films. I want to score. You want to be on your little Johnny Greenwood shit? Hell yeah! No, I do. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> um, so what are we gonna do in 2022 to will that into existence? How are we gonna ask the universe? Oh my god! For that PTA soundtrack, dude. You tell me, man. I I'll send out some I'll more fucking tell embarrassing you. Buy a harp? blind emails. You know how to play the harp, bro? <laughs> yeah. How are you with the harp? You know. uh... I'm working on it. What's your theremin vibes looking like? <laughs> Those are pretty good, actually. I'm, okay, I'm, good. I'm, I'm up on the okay. theremin. He's proficient. Yeah, because can you play every instrument? Are you one of those guys? Uh, shittily, yes. Um, <laughs> no, I can. I. You know what I can do is I can uh, again shittily. I can I can arrange strings. So oh. like I, you know okay. like so that's that's kind of my thing and you know and I use like you know Logic on my computer and I like. Come up with my little parts, and I, you know, write logic. The, the app, not the concept, not the um, rapper <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> or, yeah. or yeah. the rapper. Um, I mostly yeah. have logic arrange my string. Yeah. <laughs> I use logic. <laughs> like, I mean, he's a good rapper, but the guy can Dude, see can, orchestral music. Yeah. What a gift! Yeah, man. I don't know. I I, I hate to uh, disappoint, but I'm, I'm the you know bring it back to the the sinking thing. It's been weird, man. It's been very weird because I don't know. You've heard our music. Have do you, you heard want my us music? to get you syncs for you? Because I think we can't do a worse job than your publishing company is doing now. Uh, seriously, <laughs> do you guys want to take over? Uh, have you heard what we sound like? We offer competitive <laughs> rates. I mean, at least you got at least you got a advance. You know, what well, I mean? that's the whole at thing. Least. You're like, oh, cool. I'll take the six grand to just like get that much closer to being like out of the red. Um, with Domino Publishing, <laughs> I gotta say, band life sounds pretty great. You're really painting a nice picture over here, Martin. I you yeah, know, you're, you're. So, do you look at us two guys who are doing a podcast, no overhead, no anything? Do you get jealous of that, or are you like, no, you guys are still doing a podcast, so I'm still cooler? Um, no, I gotta say, I'm jealous. Listen, I, I'm jealous of you <laughs> DJing, like touring yeah. as a DJ, like. <laughs> A lot of you guys that actually know how to play music often get jealous of the of the DJ a lot. You know, yeah. How many people am I splitting my money with? Yeah, man. You know the answer is zero, bitch. How many people (laughs) get to drink off of this bottle of Tito's? One. (laughs) Well, one, and of course the the ladies you invite to the VIP to the section. Yeah, and also at the at the after party. I'm getting paid to DJ that too, bro. I'm making money two ways, Martin. <laughs> oh my god, that was like that. That you know, for for a few years, that was like that was our hustle was to try and DJ the after party. You know, DJ the after party. Yeah, I'm so busy making money, I don't have time to get my dick sucked. That's what real estate used to say back in the day. So let's talk about your DJ life then. I mean, it, the the thing is, it wasn't me. It was it was like okay. other members okay. of my band. I'd be like, so were you against the idea? No, of not at all. Like, it's just like know. I'll hang out. Okay, okay, I'll hang out here mm. with y'all. You don't have CD. You don't. You don't have CDJs in your little home studio. No, man. I well, know. you have the venue set up a DJ rig in the green room, right? Just right so practice. for practicing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just so you can practice. But I, I, it's like when you go backstage at a Rolling Stone show. You know, they have full amps. They they're, they they rehearse. You know, day I of am, just to I'm, keep it uh, fresh. You know, always shocked by that when you see that like Foo Fighters on the road, like footage of them backstage that are like mm-hmm. creating content or something. Like, <laughs> and they got the little drum set and the little like. <laughs> amps and shit bro these guys have full they have full setups to practice and I just think to have that amount of dedication to like playing that game like to, uh, you know the, the game of like i don't know caring enough to look you can just come out and say dave Grohl is a fucking dork you know no i mean only <laughs> dorks do shit like that well yeah but no no i mean honestly i don't know i don't know if it's like a dork thing or if it's like you're a real musician, and I'm like, uh, yeah. But if you if you're obsessed with something so much to a certain point, I don't care how skillful you are, you could still you, you know you're still a dork if you don't ha- if you're not well rounded with other stuff. If you're not cool, maybe Mozart was not that cool. I don't care how good he was at right. arranging them strings. It really, really makes you think, Jason. That really makes you think. Are you have you guys has real estate? Have you opened for Wild? Have you opened for like Red Hot Chili Peppers before? <laughs> we have opened for no. We've played shows like i was just thinking about this we did we we did a show where uh we played with rivers cuomo you know and like we've we've done like a bunch of shows with weezer at different like points in time 
um, which would be like, I don't know. That's some. You don't sound extremely jazzed about this having no, this I, feather in your cap, Martin. What's going on there? It is. A, it is a feather because I sure. liked Pinkerton. I don't care what you say. I was. I was obsessed. <laughs> I was obsessed. Yeah. So. So yeah. No. Um. No. We. We did. We did a gig where like he came out. It was. It was a show where, um, we played in L.A. and uh, it was like there was like Red Bull money involved, <laughs> and they were like, they were like, oh, um. You should like you can like there's a budget for you to do something weird, you know, like <laughs> there's a budget for you to do something weird. Yeah, do weird, weird shit. Get like a you know <laughs> get someone to get a guest or something where like Neil Young and they're like, No, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> just really just try. Oh, like we could like because of Red Bull having twenty five billion dollars, yeah. We'll give you guys a hundred grand if you wanna have logic come out and do a song with you or, exactly. or whatever it may be <laughs> which we should have done and you said yeah red bull get neil young and neil young said obviously i'm not going to do that they were they yeah it didn't even get that far okay and they, they were like <laughs> <laughs> okay and then how did you spend your mo- your red bull money doing something funky and weird we spent it on rivers you know we spent it on rivers cuomo oh uh, okay and he came well the, it was like he he was like sure i'm down and then day of he was like so what's the budget he was like i don't think i'm gonna make it and we're like okay fine whatever <laughs> like we were like we like learned a, a song from pinkerton we learned no other one from pinkerton we just we, we just, just learned how to play one of your songs sorry i'm He's not like, gonna, yeah i'm not gonna yeah, do no, it no worries and you're like sorry. all right whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah all good <laughs> sorry sorry i'm not gonna make it it's right. not even trying to make an excuse so we like well it was like unclear if he was gonna show up or not rivers will be rivers yeah and uh, and then we sound checked and all this shit. It was like getting to be doors, mm-hmm. you know, time for the show. And he like rolls up. He like just shows up. He's got a guitar. He's just by himself. And he's like, "Cool, let's do this." Are you t- are you telling me that Rivers didn't show up with three Asian chicks yeah. that just turned eighteen? <laughs> Shockingly, they just turned eighteen on paper. Yeah, right. So I mean, so Rivers thinks he's fucking Prince or something. He's got so he he had his own little <laughs> green room mm-hmm. that he like invited us into. And we like go in there, incredibly awkward. He's like asking us. He goes like, so like, he's like, so how's this going for you guys? Like, it, which I took to mean like the whole thing of like being a musician. Like, how's it going? You know, we're like, I don't know, man. Like, it's going all right, I guess. Like, this is like a few years ago, and he was like, we're like, how's it going for you? He's like, he's like, I don't know. We just like cherry pick the highest paying gigs that we can find like throughout the year and like <laughs> he's like try not to play as much as possible and then he asked to see our rider he wanted to like just look at our rider which was in you know a separate our green room which was full of like our homies you know and like we're like sure man rivers wants to look at my rider hey no problemo rivers wants to look at the rider brought him in you know, all of it, the room goes like silent because like Rivers Cuomo mm-hmm. just, you know, is, has entered the room and they all like part <laughs> for him to walk through the room and stand in front of our. Feels very Wayne's worldy. <laughs> yeah, it does. Except, except then he just went up and like stared at like a folding table with snacks on it and like for like a few minutes, like, <laughs> or, you know, maybe a minute, he just stared at it and then he's like, all right. <laughs> and then he left. And went back to his room. Uh, um, I'm hoping because he went to what go write f- a song about your writers. I think he's like, I think he was really, maybe, possibly, genuinely fascinated by like what a band, you know, at our level just does, you know, or like what mm. it's like. I don't think he does. He's like, I, I remember this. I don't think he ever did. I don't think he, I think that they just like signed to Geffen, you know, like right out the box and like they never, um, they never actually played clubs yeah 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 i guess so oh they're one of those bands they're one of those bands that like i don't know it's like just did it from the get-go it was on yeah blue album just came out buddy holly and then boom off to the races they weren't really oh yeah grinding in albuquerque for 10 years before that happened with a series of seven inches they had a video on the windows 95 cd-rom like they were good to go. So he just wanted to be like, I just want to see what a happy band looks like. Yeah. This is crazy. <laughs> like, Gluten-free pretzels? Wow. Okay. See you later, guys. Yes. Yeah. And it was There's No Other One. I guess I know what song I'm putting on the end of this episode, Martin. Oh, my God. Do it. How did it feel? Now, is he like a shredder or was it kind of like shredder. he was He, he just was playing sang the guitar, mainly. Although he was playing like a, you know, like a Fender Twin Reverb, like not like the... 
You didn't have the tone, you know, the tone that one would expect. Oh, of, of course. What what is of what course. does he do? What amp does he use to get that classic Weezer tone? They probably use like Marshalls, you know. They use yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know real rock and roll amps. Just a wall of Marshall stacks. They were using our dumb our mm-hmm. dumb Fender amps. Um, Your little Williamsburg fucking tube bullshit. Yeah, man. Exactly. <laughs> he said, "We're on we're on Deafened yeah. Records, bro. Like, Scoot over." <laughs> he's like, "You don't, yeah." No, uh, yeah, yeah. It was one. It was. It was. I don't know. I don't even know if I would call it surreal. It was just like a thing that happened. And do you know how much you Red Bull paid Rivers for this? That I don't know. And probably better. Probably better that you don't know because it was it's, probably more. There's than There's a we very. Got paid. There's a very great. Yeah, I was definitely say, more a, than you guys got paid. There's a very great possibility that that man played got paid more money to play one song with you than than you did for the whole set, the whole tour. potentially Uh oh my god well that's the i mean that's the other thing is like being in a band and being one of you know many people in a touring party Mm -hmm. you come home you get that tour breakdown Mm. and you're like oh cool we like grossed like 200 grand or something on this tour and then you then you you just scroll down and you keep scrolling Mm -hmm. and then you're like you see that number (laughs) next to your name at the end It's like, I want to quit. I want to quit every time. You know, I'm just like, what the hell am I doing? Okay, so when you were saying I'm more curious about your DJ tour life, you weren't joking. That is like a real thing that you may have thought about. Yeah, I have lots of thoughts, man. You should, I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> okay, so Martin's leaving the band. Real estate is done after this episode. That's pretty evident. I mean, we, we kind of feel that we, we kind of felt the same way. Obviously, you know, we did not get the year end report and see hundreds of thousands of dollars but you know there is like there is the net and the gross and after everyone takes a cut and oh my god we don't we don't have a management but you know all that and then you guys don't have management the travel fees and the hotels and everything you know the food i noticed that even in the email correspondence it's like you know like or it's for me it's coming through my management Mm -hmm. but it's like the forwarded emails are from you guys i was like damn these guys don't have like a team we're in the we're in the streets (laughs) bro no we have a team we have a booking agent high road touring and and we have a label because we're we did an album with jag jaguar but like jag jaguar we don't we don't have i mean jason and i combined can kind of take care of it for now but when we when we get to the front door of hollywood and start knocking Mm -hmm. you know then things might then things might change you know yeah when we're more rogan-esque with our (laughs) you know audience size then political views and audience size we'll be able to we'll be able to really catch we'll be able to get a tm a gm Front of house, back of house, personal chef, nutritionist, the list goes on. Oh, it's just yeah. one of those things where because we both did it enough, it's like we know how to do it enough, especially up to the standards of just the two of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? The main thing we needed was somebody to sell merch. That was the most annoying. That was the what main did you do? Did you, thing that we needed. You did like local people every night? We we had a friend because cause a, a band called Rebounder played a few shows and we're pretty close with them. So the drummer of that band would do it. Like Kobe, our friend, would do it. Oh, cool. Yeah. In, in most cities, we were able to find like a, a college age, like hunky, like skater guy who's down mm. to do it for like fifty bucks and a beer. You know, it helps. It helps if they're hot. They got to be hot. Yeah, we only want hot guys. We only want hot guys in our touring party. Hot dudes sell merch, man. Yeah, it's true. It's like, oh yeah, I'll just hire somebody every day in in, in each city. But then it's like that's a full time job right there. They got to do the numbers, the count ins, the count outs. It's a whole thing. <laughs> we, uh, like, you know, unfortunately, we weren't that precise. You know, yeah. the count in count out thing. I've heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> and I know what you mean, mm-hmm. but we didn't really do that. But we did. We we look. We took home a nice profit. We paid nice. the great people at 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 our you know printing and distribution facility. It's all good. We didn't have a spreadsheet or anything. That's the thing. When you start getting to that zone, you need somebody to do whatever. Like the same person, kind of on. But on. also, Martin, you know, you were you said that you got a little Red Bull money. Do you guys ever have? brands sponsor a tour because we had a couple sponsors for our tour it wasn't we've done that we weren't we weren't making billies but something we did that honestly it was like that's actually only happened a couple times the red bull thing was one we did a show uh a couple years ago at webster hall that was like the off cycle thing like we just wanted to play a gig (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i think well actually i think it was like we were gonna tour in the fall and we wanted to like test out our potential um production ideas like screens of course yeah because you guys are doing 
lot of lot of pyro, a <laughs> lot of well, lights. We were trying. We were like, we we're this was an experiment. We were like, you know, you started working with the DJ, you know, for a little <laughs> right. You know, shifty shell shock kind of vibe, little sugar ray feeling. Who scratched on the new real estate album? That's what we need to know. <laughs> Who did the cuts? Did you get Qbert to do the cuts on the new real estate God. album? <laughs> That's how you turn a good album great. Don't and you know that now, don't you, Martin? Yeah, yeah, we're getting kid koala. So, well, speaking of speaking of tour life, you know, you know, I was we were saying before the tour that we went on earlier this year. That was our first and only tour that we had ever done. We had never done a live show before the tour started. So it was it was definitely like a a real like acclimation process of, you know, 0 to 60 and then when we would stop and the tour was done, then I felt like a weird kind of feeling of like I was happy to be done with tour and happy to be home and not, you know, in hotels and planes and traveling and all that stuff but it was also like you don't have this north star guiding you of like a a thing to do and now all i have to do is like laundry and shit like what do you how do you deal with that reacclimation process once tour's done it's i mean that's like that's like the crux of my life is like especially now (laughs) my existence which is like well i mean for the past two years right i haven't toured at all and I went from having, you know, well, I've got three kids, right? So I come home and it's like, uh, and my wife is a nurse. Like I, I have the most normal life. I'm on tour for three weeks and then I come home and like the next day, you know, the next morning I'm taking my kids to school <laughs> and like picking them up from school and like hanging out on the playground beautiful, with the other dads and moms, you know, and like, yeah, I don't know. That's, that is my life at home. So you, so you kind of don't even have time to be like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling post tour depression or something like that because you have to go change a diaper and take a kid to school. I do honestly love both things. I love touring. It's a slog, but so is home life, <laughs> you know, in a lot of ways it's like, it's, <laughs> It's like you go from one routine to a different routine. Life sucks and then you die. It's <laughs> no, I mean it's from like, one slog to another. <laughs> there's almost not enough time for there to be like whiplash, you know. Like it's 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 yeah. so, in, mm-hmm. but it is intense. It's a very intense. Yeah, like I'm I'm out on the road playing gigs, and you're like, oh, this is, you know, this is uh, boring. I'm sitting in the van all day or whatever. But like, it's obviously fun too. You know, it's fun to play shows and connect with your fans. Whatever you got to <laughs> tell yourself. We we yeah. know that you clearly don't like touring or playing shows. There's not a lot of connecting How, with fans oh, happening. Do you guys? Do you guys get along? <laughs> do you guys get along? Or, oh yeah. No, we're like bit? I. Two of the guys in my band have known since I was like in middle school. Um, mm. which oh, I guess I could it. go either way. But no, we're we're good, <laughs> we're good friends. <laughs> no, we're 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 good. At the vi- the vibe is good in the van right now like for sure like we're we're, we get along really well but i mean that that's key it's key and i've it's it's been both ways for sure and it's like i don't know when the vibe isn't good you kind of don't notice it until until it is and then you're like oh this is Mm. this uh after you guys brought in that executive coach it really cleaned things up a little bit i feel like yeah yeah we did like the metallica thing like we like did like band therapy (laughs) how does that make you feel lars yeah (laughs) You went back to New Jersey, you got a therapist, and things have been just on on yeah, track yeah. since then. Real estate, some kind of monster. It's <laughs> going swimmingly now. Okay, so you don't you don't even have time to switch modes of tour life and, and home life. So then do you ever have like a pure, true vacation? Like dump the kids at someone's parents and you and Bay go and spend three days in Cancun or something like that? I mean, it happens. You know, we're, So, like, because my wife's parents live in town, they live really close to us. So, like, that's actually the only thing at this point that's, like, keeping it possible for our life to function. Sure. Yeah, because if you're on the road and she's a nurse, those, exactly, are, man, those she, are two careers that are not easy to raise kids. Time-consuming uh, for sure. So, so her folks pick up a lot of the slack. But like, that's great. But like, uh, it, oh, it is, yeah, no, it's it is it's really good. But you want to give them a shout out? They're listening. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, shout out Matt and Holly, dude. Uh, no, they're they're good. <laughs> they're great. No, it's good to have them around. But like, uh, no, we've done stuff. It's that's the whole thing. Is like we we need this. We need to go away. We've done a few things. We'll like drive, you know, several hours away and spend a few days away from the kids but um yeah i mean i don't know you know 
do you guys go for a big apple you know what i mean like a nice hotel suite or are you more of like a beach guy yeah i don't want you to guys to do like the we're gonna go to a different part of upstate and get a cat you know i want you guys to like I do i want you to go to like vegas and like drink champagne by a pool like i need i want you to do something that's really odd and and foreign mm-hmm. yeah for a day-to-day life for you it's uh i know because it is it is really it's funny it's like kind of lame when you're like we're gonna go to the city for a night or two and like you're like talking to the other other people who live in connecticut yeah no the other yeah exactly <laughs> the other kids the other you know folks in town you're like we're gonna and they're like oh my god that's gonna be so much fun and like this and <laughs> like oh my god we'll, we'll, we have a list of things to get from uniqlo will you please visit yeah yeah exactly um we it's like we did that like for years like we would go to like jamaica every year and like there we go you know and then the kids like i don't know it gets uh how old how old are these kids bro i feel like you got some old ones i have uh <laughs> you got a 14 year old I, no i got no dude i'm not that old um three three five and seven all right so they're they're little shits but they're like up and moving you know what i mean they're not like you ain't got no babies no i have one she's here right now it's just this was my whole fear doing this was like because my in-laws are out of town normally i would just be like can you please take my kid for a couple hours i have to do this podcast <laughs> but um <laughs> and like, again martin i gotta, I gotta they're like i can't believe we let you marry my daughter i just can't believe <laughs> yeah they're like jesus christ um shouldn't you be writing one of those songs martin yeah just yeah exactly can you can you actually work for once but they're out of town uh okay so you're saying that your three-year-old child has been in the room the whole time I've been saying all these bad words. No, she's upstairs. I was trying to get her to okay. to sleep, and she refused. So she's. I was just like, she's watching like Frozen or something. She's watching. <laughs> I don't even know what she's doing because I left her okay. with the iPad. Elsa's babysitting her. Yes, you said. You said here's the iPad, sweetie. I'm gonna go talk with these guys for a little bit. I'll be right back. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, Daddy, you bad. said no oh. screen time. Daddy has to do a podcast. Listen. <laughs> Um. Oh man! I mean, look, <laughs> look. I think parenting in the modern age presents a, a myriad of challenges, you know, and and it's you know you're just doing what you can with what you got. Yeah, and this is where podcasting helps, Martin, because you've been surrounded by your kids, your wife, and you get to talk to us, a couple of misogynists, where you can just have some <laughs> locker room lingo for an hour. Hell yeah, no, you I'm know we home. joke, but this is. I have this no is friends. therapeutic for you. You're getting I have it no out. Friends. Obviously, you have friends. You guys are my friends now. But life happens. Yeah. No, we've no, obviously okay. you have friends. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> what I'm what I'm trying to say, Martin, is you're welcome. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're giving you the gift of bro time, and it sounds like maybe you desperately needed it. Lena Dunham liked it. I good enough for her. Good enough for Martin. <laughs> yes. No, I need I need the bro time for sure. Because after this, I'm gonna go pick yeah. my kids up at school. Yeah, um, with the fellas, you know? You think Dua Lipa's hot? You ever check her out? <laughs> this is just how fellas talk. It. You understand, Martin? <laughs> um, Sorry, you don't have sorry. to answer that. <laughs> no, I... That was a callback to something we talked about on the last episode. But it's still funny, even if you don't know. Oh, she is, though. Um, The thing is, is that... uh. Yes. No, this is the whole this has been the thing is like uh I don't know if you if you even if you listen to the last record that my band put out it's literally it's all about like not <laughs> I don't know maybe not like uh being like is this is this a, an insane thing that I'm doing and do I really actually you know like doing music and I do and so that's why I'm still doing it is I actually do love doing it, but it's been, it's a, it's been a test. Yeah. I I think a lot like a relationship, you know, just because it's challenging and it can be really difficult at times doesn't mean you don't want to do it. It's just something that requires hard work and you, it's, it's, it's a living organism that you always have to attend to. It's not just going to be easy forever. Yeah. And you know, and I, you know, I had I had a couple kids, which may or may not have been a mistake for <laughs> if I wanted to keep doing this. Um, hey, man, we make it work. Yeah, yeah, you're making you're making it work. God it work. gives its strongest challenges, hardest challenges to its strongest soldiers. <laughs> yes, and you're a soldier of the Lord, Martin. Jason's Hell Jason's yeah. very religious, so he, I'm glad he pulled that out today. 
praise his name. Man, what a pleasure, bro. Thank you for joining us on How Long Gone. Um, tell us the album, the new album is in stores. I mean, no, I, I've listened to all your albums. I'm a fan of the band. That's that's why you're on the podcast. Well, thanks, you know dude. I mean? And I think a lot of our listeners, when they look at their iPhone tomorrow, they're going to rub their eyes in disbelief. Yeah. Is, did they really get real estate on the podcast? <laughs> this is, Damn, that's fucking crazy, this bro. my Wednesday. They're going to be like, I could have just interviewed myself. Um, <laughs> it's boring as hell, but um, no, I yeah, no, the right, yeah, well, we have a record that came out last year. I'm also, yeah, no, it's it's uh, yeah, the main thing. Check it out. We're gonna make another one soon. So you got a solo record too. Is this all on the Domino Recording Company? Domino Record Co. dot com. That's very cool. I love. We only like to talk to kind of artists that are on legacy indies like us yes so it's cool it's cool for us to build with someone from the domino domino's chill yeah we got so we i have a solo record on that label too and i just finished another one that's you know gonna come out at some point my guy is prolific jason he don't just change diapers martin's staying busy in in quarantine yes and we could all take a lesson Mm -hmm. out of your page book yeah because uh because we're heading back in, we're diving in again. So <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. No, 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 no. Don't say <laughs> no, that, bro. Just kidding. You, you and your little beacon bleeding hearts up there. You probably want to, but down here in L.A., uh, uh-uh. uh. No, man. We're do we're doing things a little differently. Don't jinx us, Martin. I'm going. I'll go for dinner tonight. Man, let's go. <laughs> let's fucking go. Martin, say you see me at Applebee's with my Vax card. I'll meet you. Yeah. <laughs> give a fuck i'll show you my little booster if that lets me get a blooming onion i don't give a fuck um no martin thank you for joining us the real estate uh all the albums are in stores wherever you stream music uh and um it was a pleasure we'll talk to you soon thanks guys bye thanks martin